When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Since 9-11, the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Final hour of the show, Wednesday edition. Buck and I both back from Tallahassee where we were able to help celebrate uh, Ron Santos' inauguration for a second term as governor. Certainly we're happy to do that. For those of you out there paying attention to the news, the search for the next Speaker of the House to represent the Republican Party Ongoing, We now have had four votes. Kevin McCarthy needs 218 votes. He has been able to get there. Um, but lots of other stories going on right now, including the disaster at the border. And this ruling, I believe, came down during the break that we were on, Buck, of the Supreme Court allowing Title 42 to essentially stay in place. But I don't even know at this point that Title 42 matters because things are such a mess at the border. In particular... El Paso, Texas is overrun. And this story happened, and I thought it was emblematic of how the left wing in this country has restricted what can and can't be said in pretty much all facets associated with the immigration debacle that's currently ensuing on our southern border. So NC State has a longtime play-by-play announcer, uh, and, and I'm not going to claim that I'm an expert on this guy or know uh, about his overall quality of... Um, of talent, but uh, this happened during the radio broadcast of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, this is the NC State play-by-play guy, Gary Hahn, gives a score update for the Sun Bowl. For those of you who don't know, Sun Bowl is a college football game taking place in El Paso, uh, and this is what he said. He was suspended for this 
indefinitely. I think they now are going to bring him back potentially, but overwhelmingly, the left-wing media applauded this suspension. Listen to what Gary Hahn said as part of giving a score update on the El Paso Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down at El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's it. Amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso. For those of you who don't know, things were so bad at the Sun Bowl in El Paso that they had to restrict some of the bowl activities because they are so inundated with illegal immigrants. They had a uh, the mayor of El Paso finally declared an emergency and just said we can't handle the tens of thousands of people streaming into this city from across the southern border. Buck, you just heard that. I bet you hadn't heard that audio before. Let me play it one more time because it's quick. It's only five or six seconds in case you weren't paying attention. Here it is one more time. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. They suspended him for that. Now, it's interesting to see how illegal alien has, in a span of just a few years, gone from the official federal statutory designation for people that are in the country without legal permission to be here to now it's almost treated like a, a slur. It, it is treated as hate speech. And this is really just by by designation of the Democrat Party. They've decided you're not allowed. This is why it, it, they started to use the term undocumented to to get it to be more in more common parlance and then they started to mandate the term undocumented effectively because you're not allowed to say illegal alien in fact while they won't change the law so that it is in fact no longer illegal trying to avoid the double negatives here no longer illegal to be in the country they will change the language so that you are not able to refer to the illegality of individuals who come into America without the permission from our laws to do so. Um, that it, look, I, I, what they're going to argue here, I would, I would, I would assume, Clay, is that it's not the term alone. They'll say it's the term thrown into the amongst all the illegal aliens line that that he used here. Um, but I, I do think that it's it's now increasingly likely that you'll see uh, usage of that term will be a thing that is just the, just using it. Remember, federal statutory language in the Congress, you know, co- Congress had hadn't changed this for decades and decades um, that you'll be it'll be punishable. I mean, I don't think many people have seen now uh, certainly hasn't gotten that much attention, might now get more that we're talking about it. But Jordan Peterson, you know, is supposed to subject himself to some kind of re-education training up yeah. in Canada or else lose his medical license. In California, a bill just went into effect that is the Physician Misinformation Act, or so, it's called something like that. I can pull up the specifics of it, that says uh, AB 2098, the, yeah, it's the Physician Misinformation Bill, went into law in California Clay, their attempts to control language and to punish those who violate their dictates about language are ongoing all over the place. And it's not minor. This is not minor stuff. This actually has major long-term implications for policy and for the country. Yeah, and where you draw the line becomes interesting because the Gary Hahn comment there, as someone who has given scores before, 
you're oftentimes just trying to make it a little bit more entertaining than simply saying, hey, Alabama won 35 to 8, you know, or, or whatever the scores might be. You try to add a little bit of flavor to your score recitation. I'm sure this wasn't something that he had written out and planned long in advance, but I think it ties in well with the two examples you gave there. And I would even argue it ties in with what's going on right now with DeMar Hamlin, who we hope and it appears the guy, the NFL player who collapsed. There's a con, it, he's had, really, by the way, he's, his, his progress has been in the right, it's progressing yes. in the right direction, right? It, but reports are that he is progressing in the right direction. It appears that he is going to recover from uh, whatever heart-related condition he had that forced him to have to get CPR on the field during Monday Night Football two days ago. That's the report, the latest report that I've seen out there. Larger context, though, this is about controlling what can and cannot be said. And and by the way, it's not. It's only about controlling what people who don't have the, quote, right opinion share. Because I'll give you an example, Buck. You could say, hey, the guy's giving a score update from uh, El Paso, Texas. We don't want any political statement made. But I would almost guarantee you, I would wager massive amounts of money that if Gary Hahn had said, hey, uh, down in the El Paso Bowl, by the way, we've really got to do something with all these undocumented immigrants that helps them. This is a land of freedom. UCLA is up over, you know, if he had said that, he wouldn't have gotten suspended. So it's not that he interjected in some way a dose of real-world uh, commentary into his score. It's that he used the phrase illegal alien to demonstrate, even in a small degree, based on that language choice, that he had a problem with what was going on at the border and therefore that opinion was unacceptable and he had to be suspended. So if he had had a left-wing opinion about the border and he had interjected it during the course of a score, wouldn't have happened that there would have been no consequences to him whatsoever. And that's where I think this ties in in such a fascinating way about the policing of language on one side of the equation. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, for example, who... This is now the game the Democrats play. Let's not call it a crisis. Let's let's talk about solutions. And you say, well, hold on a second. It is a crisis, and the Democrats don't want any solution because they actually wanted the crisis in the first place. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre doing the usual uh, nonsense. Play 19. To truly fix our broken immigration system, though, we need Congress to act. We saw the president on his first day in office put forth a comprehensive immigration uh, policy uh, legislation, and that he did that to show how important this was, how much of a priority uh, this was for him. The Supreme Court's order gives Republicans in Congress plenty of time, uh, we believe, to move uh, past political finger-pointing pointing um and uh and uh, and join our democratic colleagues to fix and uh, to work to to fix this problem and come forth uh, come come forth with a comprehensive way to move forward i i, I hate the the language that is used by democrats on is the way they try to control language but then also the language that they choose to use that is specifically meant to avoid the general population of the american people figuring out what's really going on comprehensive immigration reform fix our broken immigration system the system is broken because there are laws that democrats refuse to enforce and people are breaking the laws yeah that is why the system is broken 
It, it's not some, oh my gosh, how did this happen? How did we get to this point where, you know, it was inevitable that we, no, it obviously wasn't inevitable. Biden has the worst numbers for illegal crossings we've ever seen. Illegal migrants are showing up saying we're here because of Biden and we think we are going to get, you know, amnesty or we're going to be able to stay in the country forever. That's happening. We all see it. But the White House is going to have their amnesty push because even if they don't get amnesty, it's something that their base wants to hear. It makes their base feel good about themselves to say that they're in support of it. And, you know, this is why I think when people talk about the Uniparty, be very careful with Republicans, Clay, on the immigration issue, too. There are a lot of Republicans who, if they had cover, they would vote for amnesty, too, because the Chamber of Commerce and the donor class, they want illegal immigrant labor. Yeah, and I even understand the illegal immigrant labor perspective. The difference is, and and I don't think that the Republicans really have caught up with this, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, mostly it was Mexico, and people would cross the border to do jobs, and then they would go back home. That was what typically happened in terms of border crossings one way or the other. Now, what happens is people come here and they never leave. And that's a substantial difference. And by the way, it's not mostly Mexico anymore. Because Mexico, at least it's close enough in theory that you could go back and forth. It's all the way down into Latin America. Buck, it's like every country in the world now is traveling to South America and trying to get across our southern border. And the only place... This is this this really fires me up, but you can't fly in on an airplane without having gotten the COVID shot, right? So if your if your family is in Poland and they're trying to come over to visit you for Christmas, and one of your family members said, "I don't think the COVID shot works," they can't come into the United States. Anyone who walks across the southern border, though, they don't care about COVID at all. So right. how is it that you can have an immigration policy that broken just on that single issue? It's fraught with hypocrisy. To your point, if you came here from, say, an EU country and you just said, I'm sorry, I refuse, you know, you're going full Novak Djokovic. You're like, I'm not getting the shot. I don't care. Not doing it. No way, no how. They'll put you on a plane and send you back to that country. That's right. You walk into America at the southern border from one of about 160 countries that have had some form of representation of individuals illegally entering America. They give you maybe a a notice to appear and you have to show up whenever you settle down somewhere else in the United States at a a court hearing, they're never going to track you down. There's no consequences for not showing up. And they're certainly not saying, sorry, we're actually just going to put you back on a plane or a bus or whatever and send you back. That is not what is happening for people who don't have COVID shots at our Southern border. As we all know, it's, it's look that they, they like the hypocrisy though. This is one thing you have to remind ourselves of. They do it because they can and because they have the power to get away with it. And until we change that, it doesn't change. I want to talk to you about a great company based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Legacy Box. They digitally transfer your family movies and video uh, from film into digital files, and it lasts forever. Legacy Box makes it super simple to mail in all of your old cassette tapes, camcorders, film reels, pictures, Super 8 film, Betamax, whatever you got. In just a few weeks, they convert it all into perfectly preserved digital files. Legacy Box is the industry leader that has helped well over a million customers safeguard their recorded memories. If you've not yet embarked on this project, you really should check it out. 
Clay and I have both used Legacy Box in the past. They do amazing work. They've got the gear, the technical expertise, and their pricing is excellent. As much as you think you can do this yourself, it's much more efficient and easy to rely on Legacy Box to do this for you. Trust me. And then you can share the digital files with the whole family. It's as easy as just texting the file, whether it's a photo, video, whatever. You can post it to your social media. You can all enjoy those precious memories now, easily, and forever. Brings back great memories. Kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to take advantage of this great offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve grand canyon university a private christian university in beautiful phoenix arizona believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness gcu believes in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with purpose gcu equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Clay, would you, just, just curious about this one, would you consider getting a Tesla? Yeah. Is that something you think about doing? I, you know, because there's a lot going on, obviously, with Elon Musk and Twitter and everything else right now, where I, I think the, the old EV, you know, it used to be if you had a Prius, you were, you know, the, the stereotype was you were a Bernie Sanders, soy milk latte, Bernie Sanders voting, soy milk latte drinking, you know, climate change alarmist, yada, yada, yada. The Prius had its, now some of you have Priuses, you love them, that's fine. I'm just saying there's a stereotype. But I think the EV stereotype might be changing a little bit because of Tesla, because they're cool cars. Like I've yes. I've been in them, I've driven them, they're cool. Um, and 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 so I think that's changing. And then occasionally something happens where you see something, and it's almost it's it's hard to imagine how this could occur in a vehicle, and and how it could. At some level, I think this is showing people how well made these cars are. I don't know what else to say. It's a crazy story. It's a sad. It, well, it's both tragic and actually has a. It's tragic because of what a guy decided to do, but it's happy ending in so far as nobody was even harmed in this. There's this radiologist out of California who is now charged with intentionally driving his wife and two kids off the Devil's Slide cliff in their Tesla. Now, if you see the the, the photos, we should put a link up at clayandbuck.com to this Daily Mail piece, just so people can see this. 250 foot drop. This is a cliff that if I told you you're going to drive off of, you would say a hundred times out of a hundred, everybody in the car is going to die. They were in a Tesla and Clay, you've seen the photos. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The Tesla structurally stayed completely intact and all four of them had minor injuries. Now that's the happy part of the sad part is this guy obviously is deeply, you know, mentally disturbed. It seems and allegedly maybe tried to kill his whole family. But have you ever seen a car crash with a car? that survived that kind of extreme situation. This story, I, I just think it's mind-blowing when you see the photos. Yeah, look, it's a it's an incredible statement about the, the structural quality of a Tesla. You asked the question, would you consider buying one? I, I'm not someone who was, I, first of all, I'm not a huge car guy. My brother-in-law designs cars. My wife is from Detroit. My father-in-law was, a, uh, was an engineer. They worked in car manufacturing. I feel when they talk about cars... Like people who are not sports fans, when people start talking about sports, like I, I'm just not that cognizant or, uh, or, or really, frankly, care that much about cars and how they're designed. But the Tesla seems to me very safe. Uh, I love the auto drive function and the way that they're basically turning the Tesla into a mobile computer that can constantly be getting updates. And I'm more likely to buy a Tesla because I support what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. And I want to, if if I were in the market to buy a car right now, I think I probably would buy a Tesla because I I really do value what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter, which is a good segue to the latest Twitter files that we'll talk about when we come back and where that is all heading. In the meantime, if one of your goals is to do business with companies who share your values, how about switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk? They're the antidote to woke wireless, proudly veteran-owned They employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and they refuse to spend their advertising dollars 
on fake news networks. Now let's get to their service. One of the largest networks in the country, blazing fast data, unlimited talk, text for just 30 bucks a month, half likely of what you're paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Pure Talk has a first month risk-free guarantee. Try it. You're not completely happy. You'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Use your cell phone right now and dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck, you'll get an additional 50% off your first month. Again, super easy. You can keep your same phone and your same phone number. Pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We were just, by the way, Kevin McCarthy, fifth vote has officially taken place, and he has lost the fifth vote as well for Speaker. First time in 100 years we've gone to a second vote. We now are through five, and the Republicans have still not selected a Speaker. I suspect that in the wake of this, there will be a great deal of drama behind the scenes going on over the next day or two, certainly for the rest of this week. We'll continue to update you on that. Uh, but we were talking about Tesla and whether you might, I said I would, be more likely to buy a Tesla in the wake of Elon Musk buying Twitter. But there was another version of the Twitter files, Buck, that came out last night while you and I were attending uh, Ron DeSantis's, uh inaugural party uh, to celebrate his re-election as governor of Florida. And the latest version... I thought was really interesting because it told the story of how the intelligence agencies were able to worm themselves into the inner workings of Twitter, and certainly this was going on other places as well, in order to try to create a uh, a narrative that these agencies, these these social media companies needed to be protected by the agencies from misinformation being distributed on their network. And that's why, to me, the single biggest issue that I want to see Republicans focusing on eventually when we have a speaker, and I would support any speaker who aggressively said, hey, this is one of the primary tenets upon which I think this year's Congress should be based. This is the actual threat to democracy. You worked in the CIA back in the day, Buck, but... The idea that the CIA or the FBI could essentially get backdoor access to social media and as a result help to artificially control what you, I, and many of our listeners were seeing on social media on a regular basis. That, to me, is the essence of the story that is being told to us as these Twitter files continue to be unveiled. The fact that the FBI uh, specifically and more broadly the intelligence community was in any way involved in policing narratives about covid or elections jokes should be but. right jo- jokes about narratives or jokes about the election and about covid but clay this is completely completely insane yes and if you had said this even 10 years ago five years ago people would have said oh hold on a second they would know that you can't have the apparatus of the law enforcement agencies and, and the intelligence community 
somehow putting their thumb on the scale for one or the other. And by the way, it, it, it's not helpful. I mean, there's some people that say, well, oh, but it's not, it's not all the FBI. It's not all the CIA. Of course, right? It's, it's never going to be all of the people who work in these entities. That, that's a, that's a red herring. That, that's, that's meaningless. The leadership cadre and the specific entities in these agencies, in the bureau, in the case of the FBI, involved in this are the problem. But there's also an institutional rot. There should have been bright red lines. The, the warning sign should have been going off all over the place about the FBI engaged in pulling together lists of information on what people are saying based on its truthfulness and then let's not forget it wasn't long ago that we had the covid or the uh, covid misinformation czar position right i mean we, we had uh the the woman who was going to be doing the dhs di- disinformation the Bureau. ministry of disinformation ministry Nina of disinformation. Yeah. yeah who was who was a wasn't she like a harry potter costume per wasn't she had like she harry did that potter ridiculous singing? song remember the mary poppins of oh, misinformation? Mary, yeah, no, that's right yeah. soviet mary poppins now i remember yes. i said call the soviet mary poppins so you have all that you have all that happening but also looking more specifically at 2020 and how the how the FBI got involved here there was pressure on Twitter specifically and we all by the way everyone has to remember everything that we see and are finding out about Twitter there were analogous situations playing out at Google yes. which owns YouTube um at Facebook which owns Instagram the entire communications infrastructure of the internet was being piece by piece hijacked for partisan reasons and partisans in the government, which is a a huge additional concern on top of all this, were doing, were knowingly doing this the entire time. They weren't finding enough Russian bots and, and, and Hillary was going out there and the Hillary campaign. And after they lost to Trump in 2016, they were talking about how they're all the Russian disinformation and that's what caused. So they pushed Twitter to start trying to find more and to elevate the actual numbers, I mean, to to exaggerate the numbers of of Russian bots online and, and on Twitter. I mean, I think if we put it in this context, imagine for a second the FBI was just flagging political, like flagging websites where people are writing blogs about politics and saying, take yeah. this down, saying untrue thing. The FBI sees this. They see Patriot 1776, you know, dot net backslash. George Washington, uh, you know, they see this site and they're very upset with how untruthful it is. Can GoDaddy or, you know, name your URL hosting service, pull down this blog, please. This disinformation cannot stand. There is no measurable, no important difference in principle or in law from that and what the FBI was doing over at Twitter. And it was all to benefit Democrats. And, Buck, you know, what's frustrating about this is, I shouldn't say what's frustrating. What's great about this is Elon Musk's company is now providing the receipts for what we all knew was happening. And when I ran OutKick, I've talked about this before. I testified in front of Congress and shared this information in front of Jim Jordan's uh, subcommittee in the House. When we would write positive stories about Donald Trump, the Facebook algorithm would hammer us and you could legitimately see, I shared a graphic, it's been in, in, introduced into the congressional record, you could legitimately see when Facebook decided we're not going to allow this uh, this story to circulate and be shared widely. 
80% of our Facebook traffic would disappear virtually overnight. And you couldn't say, because I don't have access to the algorithm, you couldn't say, oh, well, this is a direct cause, because they could say, well, we changed the algorithm and, and the timing is just coincidental and everything else. What Elon Musk is providing through the Twitter files is direct evidence of unconstitutional action by your and mine United States government using our own tax dollars to dictate what is and is not allowed to be said on social media companies, uh, platforms. And then to restrict, which is to your point, the distribution of those uh, platform stories, which is the default version. The way you get a story to not matter is you basically delist it, right? You have Google put it way down the list on the algorithm so you can't go on Google and type it in and find it easily. You keep Facebook and Twitter from allowing it to surface so it isn't shared and disseminated very widely. That's what your government was doing. That's what our government was doing. And they were even taking it further and monitoring things that weren't even like jokes. Clear satire. Clear humor. They were flagging and sending to Twitter and saying this needs to be removed. Again, these are your tax dollars funding this. Well, this is also the the jokes point is really important because mockery is the one thing that the left absolutely cannot abide because their ideas are crazy and stupid and and should be ridiculed and it really hurts their power it hurts their their cultural power as well as their political power to be made fun of they will not allow it but when you have the FBI weighing in on jokes that proves beyond any doubt that this is just about partisanship right it's don't make fun of our people. It's not really about dangerous, nothing dangerous yeah. about a joke. It's not about dangerous misinformation. It's, hey, you can't do that. Those, that's our team you're making fun of there. And that hurts our side. You know, Eisenhower warned about the military industrial complex, right? And I don't know if we've really heeded that warning nearly enough. Uh, I think we've learned some lessons in particular the last 20 years, but there really is an intelligence industrial complex as well. And, and I know of what I speak on this one. There, when I joined the CIA, people often ask me, you know, what was it like then? And, you know, you're very critical of the intelligence community now. Clay, I joined the CIA to find bin Laden and his co-conspirators. Like it was not, I was a New Yorker. They came at it. They came at my city, my country, my fellow Americans on 9-11. And there was a mission. I joined the counterterrorism center. That's what we were there to do. Well, what happens? I mean, now we, you know, I'll, you never really hear about Al Qaeda anymore. W- what countries are we really that focused in on? Where, where our elites are bought off by China, by and large. So what do we do? You worry that you have this massive surveillance apparatus and all these people who are paid to supposedly to work on our national security against foreign threats. And really, they want to focus on the domestic threat. And that means anybody who won't go along with the apparatus. I, I, I do think that this is a part of a broader discussion we need to have. You know, they're, they're looking for things to do and they're weighing in on elections. Yeah, that's super scary. And I would tell you to write a book on the uh, on the intelligence uh, industrial complex. I mean, just laying all that argument out, because I think it's significant. And also, I would point out on the humor front, Buck, uh, when you are an authoritarian, you don't understand humor. Because humor is one of the primary ways with which you are attacked. But also, you see everything as so primal in good and evil that you don't understand nuance anymore. And humor is about nuance because humor without nuance is just propaganda. 
and they don't understand nuance. And I think it's why yeah. on social media, so many of the best meme creators, so many of the best, uh, so many of the best attackers of the state of the government apparatus are so skilled and humorous now and why the left wing is basically falling into a humorless trap. Yeah. I mean, uh, powerful people who can't laugh at themselves are not people you want in charge. Amen. I can tell you that. That's Amen. the truth. Rising inflation, a volatile stock market. What's going to happen this year, folks? Economy could take a huge nosedive. A lot of people are really worried about that. And what does that mean for your retirement accounts? Look what happened last year. This year could be similar, could be worse. Who knows? With all this economic uncertainty, the Phoenix Capital Group suggests you diversify your investments. They're introducing investors to high-value oil and gas investments here in the U.S. with current yields ranging from 8% to 11% APY paid monthly. These are corporate bond offerings, and they're open to all investors with annual interest paid monthly. Phoenix Capital Group offers live webinars to learn about Phoenix's business structure, ways they offer security for their offerings, risks, and their financials. They host live Q&As where they'll answer all of your questions. Sign up at investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX. Investment in bonds has a certain risk before making investment decisions. You should carefully consider and review all risks involved. But you can sign up today at investingwithphx.com. Again, that's investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX to connect. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. A new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private 
Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Close it up shop here on Clay and Buck today. So we appreciate all you hanging with us. If you missed any part of the show, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast is a great way to catch up. We also put up a show there hour by hour. We do the Sunday hang where we pull together the less news-based or less political uh, discussions we have here on the show. We'd love for you to check all those out. And in that spirit, uh, Clay, I, I always like when I can share some some good news here. And I don't know if you have seen you've seen this yet, but it appears that one of my all-time favorite movies, Ridley Scott's Gladiator, is moving forward with a sequel. Now, what? Yes, the Gladiator sequel, according to a number of sites. Hold on, spoiler forward. alert here before you go any further. Does it, I, It's been a while since I watched Gladiator. He dies at the end of Gladiator, right? So we think. Yeah, no, I, I, he's, I think he's pretty much... Uh, he's pretty so much... Russell Crowe is not involved in this? Like, what would the sequel actually consist of, I guess? Well... You know, if modern day Russell Crowe was involved, there'd be less sword fighting and more eating of like chicken nuggets and drinking. <laughs> which beer. I can respect. Which Look, I can know, respect. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. He I'm was always a beefy guy, but yes, he's you know not twenty I mean? year old twenty years ago Russell Crowe. He's not gonna be winning in the arena unless it's a cheeseburger eating contest. I'm just saying. So it's a little different now with Russell Crowe than it would have been back in the day. He was amazing in Gladiator. It won Best Picture, I think it was in 2000. It's my great. wife's favorite movie of all time. Like, if well, you she ask has her, excellent. her favorite movie of all time. Yes. Excellent Other than taste me, she has great spouse. Taste. Excellent taste in movie, Clay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a fantastic movie. Definitely a top ten for me. Maybe a top five. So they're, they're recasting that one, which is great. But it's funny, because as soon as I send this to my brothers, the question comes out, well, do we think they're going to... I got all excited about the Indiana Jones, uh, the latest Indiana Jones installment, but now I'm hearing they're passing the... The torch to a female Indiana Jones. I'm like, no, don't do oh, it. Oh God, don't bring any agenda. Don't just make it to entertain people with Gladiator because I'm assuming it'll be taking place in ancient Rome. I think it is unlikely that they're going to be able to put like a, you know, th- th- that the uh, the emperor will be an individual who is, uh, you know, worried about climate change and, and non-binary. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, I it'll definitely that... be a non-binary emperor. That, that, I mean, <sighs> that, they'll, 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 but the, 
I just don't know how you would make a sequel to that movie. I could see making another movie set in the Roman times, but it felt to me like everybody who mattered in that movie died. So it's like a brand new movie. And I wasn't his whole family. I hate to be a, a, a Debbie Downer. Spoiler alert! Twenty years later, yeah, bad yeah. things happen to the family. Yeah, they all get killed. So there's not even like a kid, you know, in the in the uh, Rocky franchise, for example. For example, they've gone back and said, okay, this is the son of Creed, and that's actually a pretty good film. Um, I think. I mean, I mean grand scheme you of know, things. Maybe when Maximus was on campaign, okay, you know, yeah, he's that's a true. flesh and blood man. Okay. He may- Maybe, you know, he's not a perfect guy. It's ancient Rome. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff in ancient Rome. You know, there was the, yes. a different time, morally speaking. And, you know, maybe there's a, there was a little Maximus running around that he didn't know about. I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. At my signal, unleash hell. Um, one of the, one great of the lines. greatest lines of all time. It, it's, I think for, it's, it's a, a fantastic movie. It's also one of those period pieces where you know i i think that we there's so many more of these that could be or should be made because they're timeless and i do believe when they're well made they can draw a global audience and i'm just i'm sorry I, i'm never going to get excited about avengers 15 or whatever like it's just not this, my thing so this is my argument i've been saying it for years and at some point someone's going to do it and all of you are going to say hey that was clay travis's idea he's a genius at least for this idea lewis and clark Make a Lewis and Clark true to the undaunted courage book. Use it as your blueprint. Much of it is already written. It's a two-year book, two-year odyssey. I, I agree with you. I read that book on your recommendation. Yes. And given the success of Yellowstone and the spinoffs, 1883 yep. and these other things, I, I feel like there's no way this wouldn't this wouldn't work if they were to do it. It would be it the well. number. It would be the biggest hit in America, and it would do well around the world, Buck. Because you know this, people love the American West. All over Europe, they're obsessed with cowboys and Indians and the American West and the idea of the frontier. Yes, it's a uniquely American story, but it would translate, I think, globally on a large scale. Right, I wasn't one of the best directors of western uh, westerns of all time in Italian, right? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I they, mean, they, they love it. John Wayne translates, and they, they took Lewis our cowboys. We took their pizza. I think it's a fair trade. <laughs> we might have gotten the better of that. Oh man, we'll see tomorrow, Buck. We're on to the sixth vote in the house. We'll see what happens. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels 
challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.